for this year's This Is Hardcore. This Is Hardcore Fest. Yes, absolutely. So this is our second episode that we're doing this way. Um, we were asking people who are walking around, they want to come talk to us and see, uh, tell us, we, we got some questions about uh, Tell us about the questions. Where are the questions, Josh? Well, I have, I'm going to give people three choices today. Let's do that. The first question, why is hardcore punk still relevant today? I think for me, uh, it has become relevant Unfortunately, more as a form of consumption. Mm -hmm. uh, hardcore punk is one option among a variety of options. Those options, of course, involve ethics, culture, but it's still a commodity. Yeah. Uh, however, within that, even as that has become commodified and marketed, it still manages to give people meaning, gives people positive stuff to do, give people an outlet. So, in fact, it provides all the stuff it provided before the system accepted it, mm -hmm. but now it's a part of the system. Right. That's very interesting. So you don't see it as protest music anymore. I think it provides a safer protest, and it can lead to a more relevant protest, but mm -hmm. it's an intro to protest. In and of itself, it is not a protest. That is a great answer. That's question number one. Question number two. Um, it's traditionally understood that old horror is better. Sure. Uh, I think um, Some there's... question. Do you think that the reason that you thought that older horror movies were scarier is because you saw it when you were younger? No. Yeah, well, yes and no. One, uh, in the 60s, the change, part of, part of our issue with history is that we don't view history as specific epochs that change the way we view things. Uh. We assume that things have been that way for all time. So we look at the movies that came out after the 60s and we think all horror movies have always been scary. But in fact, I would argue that horror movies were not scary before Whoa. before the big change in the 60s that I wouldn't say begins with Romero, but of which Romero is the first wave. Right. I think people were, to some extent, scared of those movies, but they weren't as visceral, uh -huh. um, at least within the American context. So I think the reality is there were movies that, I mean, remember, film is not that old a genre, so there were movies that were doing things that legitimately had never been done before. Uh -huh. And so it's difficult now to do something that legitimately has never been done before. And I'm of the opinion that if we're going to see that ever again, something that's so amazing that you've never seen it before, that's never been done before, it won't be different in, in content. It'll be different in character. It'll be different in its artistic style, in its method, in the way it's done. And it won't be different because, wow, I've never seen someone get stabbed in the face. <laughs> like, you've seen it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. The first time you saw a head explode and it looked real, that was different Scanners, because it, was, yeah. it looked real. Right. Right, 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 right. That's a good answer. And then my third question, um, with things like the perspectives on gender binary and racial archetypes shifting in this day and age, what do you think is a hero? What are the attributes of a hero that you think we can expect in the future? And what attributes would you want to see in the future? In the past, heroes 
had represented a maintaining of the status quo. Uh-huh. I think because a changing of that status quo was fearful, with good reason. It could be horrible. Like, that could be the end of everything. Like, I, I, I'm not... I think the fear of a more jingoistic era is, era is easy to shit on, but there was reasons for that. People were afraid of things. I understand that. I think, though, um, into the future, there's going to be a balance because as... Capitalist systems adapt ideas of counter power. They just adopt them the same way that now there are punk products everywhere. Right. All punks had to do was dress different, sing different, talk about shit that was uncomfortable, and they threatened the system. But that wasn't enough, and now you just sell it. Like now, the most mainstream thing you can do is be offensive. Right. I hear this all the time. Oh, the mainstream media is afraid of offending people. All right. How you doing, Eric? Hi. Great. Uh, how's the fest going for you today? Well, I just arrived yesterday straight to the after show in Kung Fu Necktie. Uh-huh. Uh, this is like actually we've been here for like an hour now. So uh, it's looking good. Awesome. Very good. Who are you most excited about seeing? Uh, today, I think All at War. All at War, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, so I got three questions. You have a choice. I have a right. horror question, a punk rock question, or a question about superheroes. Mm, I'm gonna. What, what, what was the first one? Uh, horror question. Uh, I'm gonna take the questions about uh, superheroes. Superheroes. Yeah. Okay. So with uh, the changing perspectives on things like gender binary, racial archetypes, what do you think is a superhero that we can expect to see in the future? Slash, like slash, what kind of attributes would you want to see? in a, a superhero that would reflect these times? Um, it's actually a hard question. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I would like to see like a, like a, like a black superhero which is taking like a stand against black violence. Like, you know, oh, wow. cops. cops uh, yeah, cop violence kind yeah. of stuff. That'd right. Be cool. That'd yeah. be pretty interesting. Do yeah. you think that the Black Panther movie is going to do that? Do you think you heard that they're making a Black yeah, Panther movie? Yeah, I heard movie? that they're making that, but I, I don't think that because uh, Marvel isn't that like political, uh-huh. so I don't think they're going to like go to in, go into that territory. But uh, right, it would be, be cool to see. Yeah, I think like that. I think that Marvel actually, if there's any company that has the balls to do it, they might be the one. Might be, yeah. yeah. I mean, like Pixar also like has been doing like a lot of weird anti-corporation kind of. Yeah. thematic elements too yeah. so I can't see Marvel backing away from it but that is pretty interesting if they were to address yeah. all that stuff that's cool. pretty good hello hello hi Look, your name is Corey yes where hello. are you from Corey I'm from Massachusetts Massachusetts yes. welcome to Philadelphia how are you yeah, enjoying the yeah. festival I am thoroughly enjoying it you having really fun good. yes yes definitely who, who are you most hyped about seeing this um, good question uh, I was waking up seeing this band Absolute Suffering they're from Western Massachusetts they're tight they played Frist yesterday I was also really pumped on uh, seeing the Bane set, which yeah, is really good. I with a glitter balloon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got in there. had a little floaty, tried to do a little crowd surfing on everyone, so it was tight. Nice. But, awesome. Yeah. How about yourself? Who'd you enjoy seeing? Um, so far, I've been uh, kind of just floating through. I haven't really had a chance to take anything in because really, uh, it's been so busy. But it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm going to see, uh, you know, H2O tonight. I'm pretty stoked There on. you go. I'm also so, excited to see it. It's going to be fun. And uh, they exploited uh, yeah, dude, shit's I'm, gonna be crazy. I'm not much of a punk rock like that, but okay. 
I'll, I'll probably watch and be like, oh, this is cool. Right. There you go. Yeah. Okay, my question. Okay. Why do you think hardcore is still relevant today? Why do I believe hardcore is still relevant today? Well, I think it's the fact that it's, I don't know, it's music of a lot of pissed off kids that have something to say. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon because the world's still a pretty fucked up place. There's still a lot of things wrong with it, and there's still a lot of people that feel that way. So they express themselves through the music that they make, and I feel like it's also one of the few places where it's like the island of misfit toys, you know? A lot of places where kids, you know, don't feel right in their normal worlds, their high schools, you know, their jobs, you know? whatever aspect of life they're part of and they come here and they find this like cool community that they can like that they can feel, be themselves at exactly that they can be themselves at that they feel comfortable with doing and like they don't feel scared you know or nervous and like I think it's just a beautiful thing and I really think that's why it's still like it's still very right. relevant yeah exactly do you, do you still see hardcore music as protest music um absolutely I think there are some bands that definitely still use it as like protest music and carry a good message I mean I don't can't name any off like the Tom Cooley here like a black empowerment band like that too so but uh yeah I definitely still think there's like protests and hardcore absolutely awesome alright thanks no problem Chris second time on Cinepunks yes awesome where are you from again I'm from um, Los Angeles from LA are you enjoying the fest yeah I'm enjoying the fest really good oh okay so uh who have you have you been uh Seeing bands that you like. Oh yes. Um, Last night was probably the coolest Bane set I've seen. Yeah. Uh, It topped the uh, 2013 set with a pizza party. (laughs) This is pretty cool because I mean we had a lot of beach balls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And um, American Nightmare was really cool too. I mean I've I've seen them a lot every time they've come in LA, but I've never seen them on a smaller stage kind of. So it was it was really easy just to get up and stage dive. Awesome. Cool. All right. Here's my question for you. Why do you think hardcore music is still relevant today? Um, I think hardcore music is still relevant today just because of uh, the sincerity and the honesty in um, in in the music. I guess um, I, I found it as a way as as a mean to. Um, I know I've never felt like I've belonged in in certain groups or in certain things, but there was a sense of belonging in here. It, it didn't matter the color of your skin, um, sexual identity, or or any anything it was just straight bullshit it was straight just no bullshit just pure honesty i think awesome so do you think hardcore music still is a good vehicle for protest music uh, it's a great vehicle for uh, protest music i think um because i mean kids actually hear they they hear the music and they actually listen they actually intake it i can have um intellectual intellectual conversations with friends just because we talked about oh yeah like youth of today um we talked about vegetarianism and straight edge. And right, right, right. It's it's there's a lot of us a social. Um, it, it's very um, social, social relevancy. That's awesome. all I can say. Cool. But yeah, it was great to be back. Yeah, Thank you very for much. Back, man. All right, Ian, how you doing? Good. How about Where are you? you? From? I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg. Yeah. Right. How are you enjoying the festival? I'm loving it this year. Yeah. Is there anybody that you're really pumped on that you saw or that you're about to see? Um, I'm really excited to see. This will be like my seventh or eighth time seeing Mindset. And every year I love that. Love that and I, yeah, yeah. No, I awesome. can't get enough. Very good. All right. My horror question for you. Sure. Why do you think that people, like, it's generally accepted that new horror is bad? 
Yes. Why do you think that? Or do you think that older horror movies are better, or you just saw them when you were younger, so they were scarier? Like, right. Why do you think that is? Right. I think these days, with new horror, people just kind of go for... They go for the shock effect. They try to top things that you see on the internet and stuff like that. They want to be controversial enough that people talk about them, and they want their trailers to be crazy enough that people come out so they have the big box office where older horror movies they didn't have the special effects they didn't have the money so they just relied on storytelling story where telling. yeah now there aren't many movies that try to stick to that and so would you say that new horror movies uh, they lack good storytelling I wouldn't say all of them you know there have been a couple decent ones recently that I've been liking but um yeah I think the older ones you just can't beat the classic stories they they beat everyone to them. You can't, you can't do it again. But uh, with that being said, I think there's still room that people can grow on it. It's just what is, a, what is the last new horror movie that you saw that affected you? The most recent horror movie I saw is one I actually just watched like three or four days ago called Creep with Mark Duplass. Oh, it's really? His, yeah, yeah. Is it's it good? Uh, yeah, it was it was a Blumhouse, so I expected it to be just kind of you know your run of the mill like uh, horror. I'm a fan of Mark Duplass, so I checked it out, and it's it's really short. I think it was like an hour seventeen or something like really? that. But uh, there were two actors. The whole thing was shot in, like, maybe three different settings. And wow. it just relied on straight up being creepy and, like, having oh, a cool shit. background story. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I really have to find this yeah, it's awesome. it, Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. All right. Okay. Uh, give us your name. I'm Lauren Lepre. I own Average Superstar Films. Awesome. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> I'm so glad. the question is this. It's, not, it's pretty much universally agreed that new horror movies are bad. Horrifying. Why do you think that they're bad? Sub-question, do you think that they're better than old horror movies? Or do you think that horror movies are scary because you saw them when you were younger, and therefore you're just more easily to be frightened? Okay, so we had a couple questions out of that one. Yeah. Number one, um, I don't even say the R word. I, I absolutely will not watch a movie that, that, that has been redone. I won't do it. Won't I am frozen in time. I will not do that because Hollywood is just looking at taking the name and just... Basically, hey, people remember that name. Let's just try to crank out some money. They never re make a whole boatload of money. They just usually budget these movies around $9 million and flip them for 30 Yeah, is it smart? Yes, but it's like, it's just integrity. It's just the integrity of the film. Don't touch the originals. There are plenty of filmmakers out there like myself that come up with ideas that, that are ready to get rolling here. Since the flip of the century, we have no real franchises. We've got Jigsaw, we got Samira, and we had the Devil's Rejects cast. Yeah. That's not a lot. Like, really, in, in, in the 80s, you, know, you had the, the Michaels, the Freddies, the Jasons, and so on. The 90s, you kind of had the Scream. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there's so much more out there we could be doing, which is what I'm coming up with, which goes in production September 12th. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you did, did you like Hatchet? Did you like that frame? I liked Hatchet a lot, and it's a shame because they were really getting behind pushing it. And the last minute, they, they kind of lost, I, I believe, if I remember right, they lost the, the funding to really push it out there. Oh, I did like Hatchet a lot. Remember seeing the, uh, the teaser trailers, like this, as the, the sneak trailer at Monster Mania, like however many years ago it was when, uh, I don't remember exactly when yeah, Hatchet yeah, came yeah, out, yeah. but I liked the whole idea cool. of Hatchet. It was cool for Kane Hodder, too, you know. What do you think are, like, new horror movies that you like, that you think are, like, doing, doing new stuff that you appreciate, that you enjoy? Or was the last time you saw a new horror movie that scared you? 
you know what? In America, no. Uh, there's not. Uh, there's not a whole bunch like stuff that I like was like Martyrs. That's something that really messed yeah, with you. Yeah, but uh, you know, yeah. it's a French film. Like I think America, like they kind of ran ideas. Like for for a while, there was like the the ring and the grudge and anything cloned like yeah, that. They that were, was awful. That bummed me out. Really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I personally liked the ring a lot. I did. Well, I mean, I hated the re- the remakes of those movies. Like yeah. when when America started being like Asian horror movies. Anything with a creepy Asian girl, we're gonna just put yeah. a person in that shoe and then yeah. have them walk around. That era of horror movie really bummed me out super hard. Yeah, but, um, they're like writing the psychological thriller right now because I think that um, number one, it brightens audiences because especially girls like being scared like that. But like if they see this a slasher film, unless they're a really cool girl, they usually get their boyfriend not to watch it. Like right. they, they shy away from that. So you kind of there's a lot of good ideas out there. It's just like when it comes to the horror genre, they rather just not take a chance. They rather just make a movie cheaper and hope it doubles. Like everyone's like, why is there so many Saw movies? Number one, I think the Saw movies, all seven of them were done done very well. But they but I, my eyes, I believe they were done very well because I liked how they went back. But those movies are made for eight million and were flipped for forty million. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Why do they keep making more?" Because people are still watching them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why. Yeah, yeah. You know, those people that are paying for those films are going to keep doing it till it's over. You know, till till they get up, they get a daughter. My name is Justin Moore. <clears throat> and how are you doing today? Uh, a little hoarse and a little sore, and more than a little ready for this to be over. But I'm having a good time. Uh, who have you seen? Who are you going to see that you're pumped on? that you're stoked about who has had the best set for the weekend so far for you what are you excited about so far um i i was mostly excited for uh for american nightmare and bane um mostly just bane you know they're wrapping things up and it you know it'd be a nice you know if, the, if, if that was the last time i saw bane i'll be happy with that okay um i was also uh pleasantly surprised by a build and destroy set mostly because they opened up of, of wolf and man by metallica and <laughs> you can't go wrong with that uh-huh. Um, and the numerous Frostbite covers. Confusing, but I'm okay with that. But well, you're into it. Yeah, totally into it, yeah. Okay. All right, my horror question for you. It's generally accepted that current and new horror movies are bad. Why? I'm going to answer that in a way... But in a way befitting the mighty Justin Moore. To give, I'm, I'm going to give examples of some of the stuff that I don't like in, in modern horror and what I, what I think is wrong with it. I think, I think a lot of times filmmakers confuse... Uh, disturbing someone with with scaring someone like uh, you know you, you see these movies uh, like the whole torture porn movement with like uh, oh, yeah. a, a Serbian film and the human centipede Awful. I don't I don't find those movies, movies particularly scary and, and, and I think that they're 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 very cheap in the way that they evoke um, like negative feelings in people and I think uh, I think filmmakers are depending too heavily on that and um I mean, also, there's just the little, the little things, like little cinematic, like shortcuts. So the, the, the viewer doesn't react to the actual what they're seeing. They're just having a very visceral, involuntary reaction to this loud, sudden onburst of stimuli. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think a lot of uh, a lot of bigger modern horror films are falling prey to that. I mean, like, how many movies did Saw have? Seven. Exactly. And they yeah. were they they specifically their gimmick was like look what we're doing now look at this horrible thing we're going to do to someone right. and it's not even like like in an Argento film where you see something horrible happening but it's done like poetically and beautifully yeah this it's is, also very subtle yeah this is just with lots of like nice colors and everything this is just like you know someone busting into a room and like throwing something horrible in your face like be upset like look how look how outrageous we're being and I, I just think it's, it's cheap and 
So do you think that old horror movies are superior? Or do you think that they were scarier because you saw them when you were young? Um, that's an excellent question. Uh, I don't necessarily think they're like, I mean, let me be clear. I do think there are a number of modern horror films that definitely stand on their own. But there, there are a number of movies I saw when I was a kid that, I, I mean, like, the first time I saw Return of the Living Dead 3. Right. That movie, like, I literally didn't sleep that night. I remember lying awake in bed. My family lived on the street from the cemetery at the time. Uh, so I being like, oh, great. And, um, and then, like, in college, I was home for spring break, and, um, ah, snow cone. Did you rewatch that movie? My sister and I ended up watching it, and there's this scene in particular where there's the, um, the, the kid brings his girlfriend back to life, and when he does that, they let a zombie out, and it's this really weird, like, yeah. burnt-looking zombie, and then the security guard comes in, and then they meet the security guard, and I remember, like, seeing that for the first time and just being like, this is unreal. Yeah. This is the scariest thing I've ever seen, <laughs> and then I saw it, and I was like... What? This is like a Muppet. This is like a How slightly is this scaring me. Yeah, all? this is like a mildly sinister Muppet attacking someone. Like, <laughs> so, so yeah. So then it is reference. It is you being young. Yeah, but I mean, there are also some movies that I saw when I was little that I wouldn't say they like overwhelmingly scare me, but still like, I mean, like last weekend I saw an American Horror for London up at Mahon- Mahoning Drive. Right, so good. What's and up, Mahoning Drive-In? Shout out to Exum Films. <laughs> What's up, Exum? Uh, there's the one scene in that um, movie when there's the guy on the subway. Yeah. And the werewolf is, like, stalking him. And there's this one shot where he's going up the escalator. And it's from his point of view looking down. And, and you, you ju- just for a second, you see it creep in the frame. And it's not... I mean, there's not much going on, but that's a really scary shot. And it's it really well done. And John Landis. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, rest in peace, Vic Morrow. It's been how many years since then? Like t- Thursday, that was like the 32nd anniversary. Um, no, but I mean, like, I saw the movie when I was like 12 or 13, and that shot really freaked me out. And I just saw it last Saturday, and it, it still gave me chills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. there are, I mean, there are certain movies that definitely will like transcend time and still get a good. A good scare. And I mean, and, and that—that's—that's that's an example of what I was talking about before. How it's not jump out and like in your face. It's very slow. It's very subtle, and, and it's still scary. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. One more thing. You want to do your best Liam O'Donnell impersonation for me? Okay. What do you want me to say? I don't know. What would Liam O'Donnell say to you? Um, okay. Here's my impression of me and Liam last night. Uh, Liam, uh, going inside for Bane. You want to come with me? Uh, I have a confession to make, and you're going to hate me for this, but um, not too big on Bane. What, what, what are you talking about? How are you now? Do you not like Bane? I'm sorry. I'm so- Ever since the first seven, I'm just one of those guys. I just don't like it. What is your name, sir? My name's Drew Stotts. And uh, where are you from? I'm from Ohio. Ohio. Welcome to Philadelphia. Most excellent. How are you doing? Very, very good. It's uh, fantastic here. <laughs> is this your first This Is Hardcore? Yeah. Oh, wow. So how do you like Philadelphia? Uh, it's way, way nice. It's uh, a lot of really cool stuff around. Uh, have been having a blast here since we got here, like, just sightseeing all the, you know, the normal places and then, like, hitting up all the killer vegan restaurants and coffee shops. Super nice, good. Nice, nice. Uh, how is the festival treating you? Have you seen anybody that you've really enjoyed? Are you pumped on anyone? Is there anyone tonight that you're really stoked on? Uh, yeah, Nails was fucking incredible, yeah. and uh, Bane was amazing last night, nice. and uh, I was actually really surprised with uh, Biohazard. They like they put on a hell of a show, and Chromax were terrific as well. Awesome. Okay, so hardcore question. Yeah. Is hardcore still relevant 
in terms of what is going on with like like ethically and things like that is still absolutely I mean it's one of those things like to me like especially like seeing like this kind of community like it's 100% relevant because that's why people are still here that's why there's you know these shows have been selling out like there's people that are singing every lyric to all these old bands and all these new bands I mean if it wasn't relevant people wouldn't be here and well, why you know, do you think it's relevant is my question because it's no matter what like I mean there's of course there's trends and stuff but it's the whole like spirit of hardcore is like you know people get into this because it's you know they don't feel like they belong I and mean, all that you know typical cliche, cliche as it may sound like I mean the reason why they do it is because like they don't give a shit about like you know popular radio nonsense it's not it doesn't appeal to them like they don't like they can't relate to those things but you know they find a band and you know like they listen to that band and it you know they can feel something about that like you can't do that with things that you hear on like rock radio and stuff like that because it's all the same nonsense yeah okay awesome do you think that hardcore music can still be protest music or is it still protest music oh absolutely it's, yeah. uh, I mean, there's the bands that, I mean, there's a lot of pissed off music, of course, still in hardcore, but it's, I mean, it's more than just like, you know, having like a tough life kind of stuff like that. Like protest music, like, I think that there's bands that really are doing good stuff out there, like as far as that goes. And, you know, you, like you hear about it and like, that's why people are also, you know, it makes it much more relatable because... You know, there's people going through that. Like, there's tons of, like, young bands and new bands and stuff like that. They make these... They make up these songs, and it's not because they're doing it to, like, fit in or be cool. It's because they live that life. And that's what makes that, you know... That's why people relate to that, especially, like, in terms of protest music, you know? They don't like what's going on. They don't like what they see and stuff like that. And, like, they're doing something about it in one way or another. And it's best that they do it, I mean, as opposed to going out and, like, doing something extreme. They're doing it and they're motivating people with the music as opposed to just doing something, you know, drastic or destructive. And that in itself is a political action. Right. What's your name? Scam Dust. Scam Dust, how you doing? Chilling. I've seen you at shows since I was like a little fucking kid. I want you to know that. I didn't know that. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go to shows in uh, New York and uh, North Jersey. I used to live in like around Jersey City. All right, man. It's cool. Josh. Josh, pleasure nice to meet nice you, bro. Nice to meet you. How are you enjoying the festival? This, this is better than I thought. First time here. I uh, I didn't go last year because I was in New York City chilling, but I will I will make it my business to come here every fucking year. Fuck yeah, you will. Yep. This shit is awesome. Absolutely. Who have you been stoked on? Who are you excited about? Uh, Oh, I saw the Misfits yesterday. Uh, Goat's my buddy, yeah. uh, the drummer, right. the Misfits, and uh, haven't seen him in a while. He bailed me out of jail in Tijuana. Ah, sounds like a good friend. I know he's a good <laughs> dude, man. And he came in the stretch limo, got me out of the prison in Tijuana. I was there like five days. God, so I, I, I wanted to talk to him about that because it was a, cool. And then I also saw uh, fucking Chromex. Chromex are fucking Yo, crazy. Yo, the, they might be my favorite. Right now, they might be my favorite favorite band right now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, here's the question. Go ahead. With uh, perspectives changing on things like gender binary, on racial archetypes, what do you think is a superhero that you'd want to see in the future? What are the attributes of a superhero that you want to see for you that relate to you? Wow. Damn. Like, like, like Superman, yeah. like, you know, white guy, white, or what would you want to see as a superhero coming I, up in the future? Uh, 
Hardcore singers. Hardcore singers is a superhero. Exactly. Care to expand on that any further? Is yes. It be John or what? No, no, no. It'll be um, because to to get on a microphone and to get in front of people and to to, to give the message, whatever it may be, it takes some superhero qualities to do that shit. And I think I think like if we had superpowers and we could fight crime and, and, and we chill with everybody, you could be fat, skinny, pimples on your face. We don't care who you are. We we're like um, Martin Luther King. We don't give a fuck. We we want the inside, not the outside. Right. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah, bro. Scam dust, man. Pleasure. Good meeting you, brother. Love you, bro. Yo, good good stuff, man. Oh, man. Awesome. Thank All right. You. Peace. Oh wait. All right. Say your name. I'm Evan. Evan, of course. You you motherfuckers know who I am. I know you are, but that's just for the people. So. Uh, no, I meant that as the people know who I am. How is your festival going? It's good. I drank. 63 uh, ounces of iced coffee yesterday. On purpose. Two, two full Nalgene's of iced coffee. I saw you yesterday. You were vibrating at a frequency that was very high. I can see through space and time now. That's amazing. Uh, how has the fest been, though? You've been enjoying it? You like any band playing? Or? It's been great. I haven't watched a full band set yet. Okay. I'm going to watch Fuck You, Pay Me. Yeah, that's what I'm hyped on. I'm going to watch Foreseen. Awesome. That I'm, guy was the first guy who did an uh, interview. Oh, yeah. He's really nice. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. of them are great. Support them. Awesome. Yeah, very good. I'm excited for the exploited as well. Oh, that, yeah. Although that should be not cool. be, you know, a surprise. A surprise, yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's the question: Is hardcore still relevant? Is hardcore punk still relevant today? Of course it is. Why? Because there's always social issues that need to be addressed. So you see it purely as a protest music type thing? I think so. Okay. I think that that is true, and there's always going to be people that don't feel as though they belong anywhere and this gives them that place to address that and feel welcomed. Awesome. Well, that's, that's the end of my Is question. Is that it? I that's it? I going to garner more, more discussion, but yeah. I mean, it's it's important and relevant to me. Okay. Because if I didn't have this, I'd probably be dead. Fair enough. There I you have like it. I would not like that. I would not like that. Thank you, Evan. You're welcome. Can you do for me your best Liam O'Donnell impersonation? Fuck. You can't put me on the spot like I that, man. Did. I Fuck. Just did. I, I would like to see your best Liam O'Donnell impersonation. Laura's the only one who's done it so far. I don't I don't even know, like I can give you a Kev Hair, but I don't know nope. if I got a Liam. Nope. Liam I don't, O'Donnell. I don't know if I have one. Uh alright, you think about it, you come back. If I if I figure it out, I'll be back. Alright, say your name for us. Michael Kennedy. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I am awesome. It is baking. It is day four. This is hardcore. Have you been enjoying the festival so far? Yeah, and I've got no bloody lips or broken nose or anything. I'm feeling good. Who have you been stoked on that you see and who are you excited to see? Uh, Defeater was was amazing. I was really, really excited to see them. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see Fuck You, Pay Me, which is why I'm here now. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, pretty pumped on that, too. Yeah, I thought Time Bomb did an awesome job. American Nightmare was great. I'm going to start flunking out, but there's there's been a lot of really, really good stuff. It's been awesome. a great, great fest. Very good. All right, here's your question. Is hardcore music relevant today, and why? Of course it's relevant. It's never going to not be relevant, you know. Why? It's, 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 it's a, a way to... St- step outside you know the normal music the normal mainstream that everybody else you know wants to buy into and say i don't agree i i want to make the world my own place a better place that doesn't necessarily have to buy into what you know the mass media tells all of us that we're supposed to buy into and believe i don't think that's ever going to go away 
So uh, you see it as a foreign protest music then, and you see it as, as in opposition to all of in, in varying degrees. You know, there's different kinds of protest, but yeah, in, in simplest form, uh, I would think that's true. Awesome. Like I said. There you go. Say your name. Uh, my name is Stephen Welch. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing all right. How Long am I? Time friend of the podcast. Massive supporter. <laughs> So uh, how have you been enjoying the festival so far? It's been great. I've been really busy uh, between helping work the fest in whatever capacity they need, working with, you know, just yeah. selling coffee, slinging cold go, brew. Slinging the, slinging the cold brew. Slinging that, cold brew that, that, that black gold for these God kids. damn it anyway. Yes, please. <laughs> so uh, who have you seen that you've been stoked on? Sand. Sand. Like, uh, they were amazing. Just yeah. absolutely unreal. Everything I want in a band, which is just stupid Japanese beat. Yeah, I need a band to be stupid. I need them to be Japanese, and I need them to make them. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Okay, so you want the horror question? Give me the horror. I'm, I'm interested in this. It's it's typically understood, or at least accepted, that new horror movies are bad. I want to know why. Why are they bad? Or are they only bad because the movies of horror that you seen you saw when you were younger, when you were still easily frightened? God, what a piece of shit that just walked by shouting the name of this podcast. Okay, so this is something I think about a lot because when I was a kid, I was terrified of everything. Like, I couldn't even hear the X-Files theme song without wanting to hide in my room. So, uh, the concept of terror and fear is something I think about far too often. I think that most horror movies suck because most things and everything suck. Wow. I would say that a good 90% of everything is shit. Yeah, it's just bad. Like, I mean, most romantic comedies are bad, but nobody says, oh, it's understood that romantic comedies are bad. I think horror just has this, like, obsessive fan base, you know? Like, if you're a horror fan, you are a horror movie fan. You're in it for, like, whatever reason, whether it's, like, gore or the scares. (laughs) Our friend Justin has another podcast called Horror Business. Um, I think most new horror movies suck. Because they just follow, like, the standard formula, you know? They're just not interesting. And everybody's going to be scared of something else. But, I mean, for example, I can't w- I can't watch any Demonic Possession movie. Really? Those are the ones that fuck me up. Like the Exorcist? Yeah, yeah like, you know, Exorcist, the Insidious series. Um, really? Yeah, the Exorcism of Sarah Marshall. Like, yeah. all of those. And I don't know, there's just something odd, oddly unsettling about the idea of your body being invaded not being able to control it but I think long answer short most horror movies are bad because most movies are bad but the horror movies that are good are always going to be good I mean for example It Follows came out last year everybody I know who's seen it loves it you know and that that was a movie that was featured on NPR yeah. If NPR yeah, talks yeah, about yeah. it, it has to be good. That's they <laughs> they build the canon. That's just right. natural. Okay. But yeah, that's about awesome. it. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, anytime. All right, state your name for the podcast, sir. I'm Chris X. Chris X, motherfucking Chris X. How are you doing? Fantastic. Have you been enjoying yourself at the fest so far? One hundred percent. Yeah, we just totally watched. Fuck you, pay me just now. That shit was fucking amazing. Tony Herb is the man. God damn it. Anyway. 
So how's the fest been going for you? You've been enjoying yourself? Is there anyone that you're like super hyped on? I'm that super hyped on everything. Honestly, this is the best. I'm having the best time. This was the least stressful. This is hardcore for me ever. Yeah. Normally, ever. like when I set up out here, the, the the first put it this way, this is the first time in the history of the fest that I wasn't super stressed out on setup day over here. Uh huh. Which usually I'm a total crazy person and, and wanting to die and rip all my hair out and just not be here. Right, but now you're here. too beautiful smooth. to do that. That's probably what it is. But <laughs> no, I like I'm just having a blast. No stress at all. Our awesome. staff, shout out to them because they fucking killed it this year. It made a well-oiled machine, totally awesome. efficient. I yeah, love you it. You guys are very efficient this year. Yes. Very nice. I, well I, I, it took us 10 years to figure out how to do it, I guess. Hey, but you got there. Yeah. You got to the party. All right, so here's the hardcore question. You okay. Um, do you, Chris X, think that hardcore is still relevant and why? Look, but, no, yeah, no, we're no, on radio see, right no, now. I can't, see, yeah, it's, it's I'm, I'm going to paint a visual picture f- here for you here. Look out at what we're looking at right now, where we're sitting. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Right. Does that, that it answer answers your my question? question. I think, I'm just curious as to hear what, what you would say if I were to ask you that question, which I just did. I, which you just did, and I probably took the <laughs> fucking cheap way out by just saying, look at all these people here, right? Yeah, that, honestly, though, yeah, seriously, look, there's so many people here. Everybody's having a blast. No bullshit ever. Like, right, right, like right. I said, it's running so smooth. This, I'm having the best time I've ever had at This Is Hardcore, and that's awesome. saying a lot because... You know, yeah, that's what I do. I hear you. That's <laughs> I awesome, work on it year round, and it usually like the four days pass so fast, it's too fast. Like everybody, all my friends from all over are here in one spot for a whole weekend, and it's the best time. And then it's just gone, and then I wake up on Monday like, all right, I'm ready to go, and I, uh, oh, and then I just feel useless because I don't know what to do with myself. Ready for now. next year, huh? We already have stuff booked for the next that year, man. We never stop. Efficient. Literally, never stop ever. That is so good. All right, thank you for answering my question. Hey, Chris. thank you for asking. I have me a one question. more question for yes. you. Can you do your best Liam O'Donnell impersonation right Can now? Can I be? Wow. Um, I don't remember any lyrics to the Revolver Method songs, so I can't. <laughs> Anybody listening, go go fucking Google that. <laughs> or don't. But I had the CD somewhere. I'm going to dig it out one of these days and Please re- really ruin his life. Please send me a copy of it. Oh, I, my I need God. that, and I need the LTD demo so that I can ruin Joe's life, too. Amazing. It's my All job right. to just ruin everybody's life. All right. State your name for the podcast, sir. My name is Eric Weiss. Eric Weiss, a.k.a. Rum Shaker. That is correct. Very good. How are you enjoying This Is Hardcore? I am having the best time. Best part of every year. All right. Who have you been excited about? Who are you stoked on? Well, I just saw F.U. Pay Me. I don't want to say it because I don't know the rating you of You can fucking podcast. say it, man. It's all oh, good. I can say it. I just saw Fuck You Pay Me, and they were great. I, I loved mean, it. I really... Chokehold for me were, like, the band of the 90s that really... Um, Really, I think we're probably the most influential band of that era for me, so I couldn't miss seeing them again. And you saw them at the after party as well, right? I did. Yeah, how was that? Was that good too? That was great. The first one was fun, but it felt like a warm-up. It kind of felt like a giant so-called concert. Yeah, which was a little weird seeing them on such a big stage. Yeah, and then uh, the Voltage one felt a lot more like what so-called show should feel like. Right, right, right. Um, so that was that was cool. And I gotta say, I was had zero expectations, but wow, the Misfits were fun last night. Were they? Were they? It was they? a good time. Yeah, I skipped out to see uh, Paul, to see uh, oh, Mike yeah, Angle, because yeah. oh, I wait. had to. Paul, if you hear this, I was I was at both of those shows. <laughs> I saw Black right Anvil and the Misfits at the same time. It was great. That's awesome. Good work. <laughs> All right, so here's a question. 
Eric, you've been around forever, right? You've been in the hardcore scene. I've seen you at shows since like North Jersey days when I lived like up in like went to shows in New York and all that stuff a long time ago. Yes, you can get to the point. I'm really old because you were old as shit. So there we were with Jesus, and you were there moshing. It was weird. <laughs> right. A question about I, I remember in, what, the day I invented Agnostic Front. <laughs> <laughs> so, is hardcore still relevant, and why? Oh my God, yes. I think. I mean, From your perspective, why do you think it's still relevant? I mean, I'll speak for two different things. I'm, I'm a 41-year-old man who Hardcore still speaks to and who the people in this scene... You know, I'm not going to front and say that I find everybody in this scene inspiring or interesting or amazing, mm-hmm. but there are still so many people who are doing so many cool things in Hardcore or have taken the ethics or the... Um, Things they've learned from hardcore and have done amazing things outside of it. People, you know, working in uh, as lawyers who are doing, you know, social justice work. People are doing animal rights advocacy in and out of hardcore. Um, I wish there was more of that, but for me personally, every I'm 41 and I'm still angry and I'm still pissed off. Um, but I've always loved that their hardcore, in some ways, offers some solutions. But even beyond that, I think that. Uh, for me, every time I put on, whether it's an old classic record or, or a new record that I love, it brings me right back there to when I was like, you know, a 15-year-old kid who was just couldn't believe that they found this subculture that really, really just uh, grabbed them and spoke to them. And, and I imagine, you know, I, I think at this age I have a hard time putting myself in the shoes of some 16, 17-year-old kid, but it's clear to me going to shows and seeing these kids here that this stuff is really moving them, and I can't claim that I know their experiences, but I'm looking around and there's, you know, thousands of kids who are clearly getting something out of this. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully they're getting more than just aggressive music, but they're also getting, like, you know, some politics and ethics behind it as well. Right. So you still see it as a as a political and ethical thing, as, like, uh, that still has a place in you, hardcore. The you problem know, with a lot of the newer bands that I've seen is that a lot of them are very apolitical, or a lot of them don't have... You won't get another iconoclast. You won't get another struggle. You know what, though? Uh, I, I, you're right. And that's what the one thing that, I guess, really bothers me about the modern hardcore scene is that... You know, it still shocks me when I'm, like, at a hardcore show and I see, like, a table of kids eating, like, a bag of McDonald's um, (laughs) without, you know, thinking, you know, you would without thinking about, like, those, you know, the lives in that bag and things like that. But I, I think hardcore has always been a little bit cyclical, so... You know, I think I'm hoping that it's going to come back around. I mean, we're going to get another frail or we're going to get another. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that there's like a happy medium because I feel like a lot of this is sort of in response to what people saw as like a generation that was like overly preachy and overly political. Ah. Um, and I think people kind of took it then now the other way. But, you know, if we look at the world now, there's like so much like the world. I mean, there is so much to talk about and the fact that like you're right hardcore punk kids in this scene aren't talking about it that much it's such a shame because my god there are so much going on that would be amazing for lyrics I mean we could have some of the best song lyrics ever just pick out you know read BBC and you got the best you got 10 songs right there every day right right, um, right. but yeah no I do I do I miss the political aspect of hardcore because to me you know that's what you know music without a message to me is just like pop music and right. hardcore to me has always been something more than that see awesome thank you for talking to me thank you you're the best you're the man eric okay say your name 
my name's Kitty. Hi, Kitty. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. You just got here today? Yes. Awesome. Have you been here all weekend or? or um... No, I went to a couple. I went to one of the after shows. Which but... one did you go to? The Outer Heaven and Gate Creeper one, and then I chilled at the Harm's Way one. Right. Very good. Who are you excited about that you've seen or are about to see? Who do you want to see? Uh, who are the highlights of the weekend, even though you haven't seen anything yet except for the two after-party shows? Um, well, I was really stoked to see Great Gate Creeper, and then today probably Rival Mob and Power Trip. Awesome. All at war. So. Okay, so the superhero question. Yeah. All right. In a climate right now, perceptions of things like gender identity, perceptions of things like race archetypes, they're changing and they're always shifting. Mm -hmm. What do you think a superhero, what is a superhero that you'd like to see in the future? What do you think we can expect as like the attributes of a, of a superhero that would reflect this time that this you'd time? like to see? I don't know if that's... Is that, is that clear? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, this isn't really like a main superhero, but I don't know if you watch Cartoon Network. Uh, no, like... I don't. Okay, but so... enlighten me. In Teen Titans Go, <laughs> there's a character called Raven. <laughs> and she always talks about how there's no like gender roles or fulfilling a girl's night because they don't know what it is. Because there's just a female bonding period and stuff like that, but... Okay, so that's what you want to see more of? You want to see more um, female superheroes? No, I think there's, like... I think everyone's good where they're at. I don't know. So... I like more of the underdog superheroes, kind of like Spider-Man. I was really stoked for the new Spider-Gwens that came out. Um, Silk, the spinoffs from the Spider-Verse. Okay. But. State your name into the microphone, please. My name is Mike Smazila. Nice to see you, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Friend Down of the here. podcast? A huge friend, a huge fan. fan. Awesome. We're a big fan of yours as well. You did our wonderful t-shirts that are flying off the table. Happy to see it. Justin's been holding them down like the wind has been taking them away. So. <laughs> are you saying so they weren't heavy enough? That the nobody heavy wants enough? them, oddly enough. Or we only have mediums left. Oh, that's all. Because everything else is gone. I'm mad that I missed out on getting one of my own shirts. How do you not have one? I never got one. Okay. Well, I'm going to repress them. Don't worry. Not okay. important. How are you enjoying the festival? Uh, I've been at the fest for 20 minutes. This is my first this day. I didn't go. Been here at all. No, I went to an after show on Thursday and then I saw Primitive Man on Friday. Oh, you got to the Primitive Man show. To we totally did not make it to that show. It was really good. Their set was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. All right. Very good. Who so are you? Just, the festival, as of yet, seems sick. It's all right. Nice setup. Who are you pumped on? Is there anyone that you want to see today that you're really excited about? I'm really pumped on The Exploited. I okay. stole The Exploited CD from Coconuts when I was a teenager. Coconuts! Uh, Coconuts Music and Movies. <laughs> <laughs> the now defunct. Amazing. Of Roosevelt Mall. Uh, so I'm really excited to see them. I've been wanting to see them for like 10 years. Uh, nice. Also excited for Mindset, who are up next. Um, and then, you know... I, I like to watch the mosh, so I'm excited to see All Out War completely annihilate and, uh, you know, sets you like go. that, the rival mob, where I can just stand back and watch carnage take place. Awesome. I was just at um, Honey's this morning. Some guy was wearing a Limits t-shirt. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never. I don't know the person. I don't believe that for a second. We didn't sell that many t-shirts. I'm telling you, I saw a kid with a Limits shirt on. That's awesome. It's a, it's a rare find now. There you go. All right, the question. Uh-oh. Is hardcore music, is hardcore punk still relevant, and Why? Hardcore punk is still relevant. Punk's not dead, I know. Um, 
I think it's it's not more relevant than it is now, but it's relevant in different ways uh, because of how accessible it's become. It's not as much of a cultural definition as it used to be, mm-hmm. but I would say that it's still something that all the bands still have something to say. Some of the bands are tougher, some of the bands are funnier, some of the bands aren't exactly political, but all bands still have something to say and something that is obviously applying to this huge mass of people who come to this fest. I mean, I'm here mostly for bands that have some sort of political or social thing. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are just here because it's a sense of community, you know, straight edge, all that stuff. Like, I think that there's a huge relevance today. Um, that's definitely changed over time, but it's obviously still relevant to all these people, and it's definitely still relevant to me. You know? Okay. You still see it as a politically viable thing. I like, definitely do. I okay. mean, obviously, with the recent tr- drama that's been happening in hardcore, there are people who are still involved in the politics that, like, helped hardcore evolve and, and who are still involved in the movements and stuff like that. Um, uh, I'd like to see more of it. Always do. I, I've always found bands that are more politically active or socially conscious to be better bands. But, um, yeah, I'd say all that stuff is still... It still exists in hardcore very, very much in my life, definitely. Awesome. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right, when it goes... One more thing with Mike. Mike, can you do your best Liam O'Donnell impersonation, please? I can try. Um, uh, I... I, I think you'd hate that band. You just wouldn't like that band. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you ready? Yep. Can you state your name for the podcast, please? Tony Erba, Cleveland, Ohio. How are you enjoying? Yo, I just saw Fuck You Pay Me just now for the first time in my life, and that shit was fucking amazing. Well, I'd say you have to find a better hobby, but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> How are you enjoying the festival? Uh, so far, so good. Everyone's cool, and... Uh... I think this festival gets typecast as like a strictly tough guy type of fest, but uh, I think it's got way way more uh, going for it than just that. I, I love playing here, so it's awesome. I've got right. nothing but positive things to say about this is hardcore. Is there uh, anything that you're pumped on? Any bands coming up that you're stoked to see? This band that's playing right now, I don't know who they are, but the guy's got an Exciter shirt on, so that makes me happy. I don't know. Uh, I'm a, I'll tell you what, I haven't seen the Exploited since 1985. They came through uh, Cleveland uh, twice that summer for some reason, and False Hope opened both times, and they were fucking awesome. They, I think they still had, like, Deptford John playing guitar, most of the original guys, and... Uh, it's 2015 now, and Maggie is still a cunt, so I'm happy to see him again. <laughs> awesome. All right, here's a question. Uh, you've been around for a long time. You uh, participated in some awesome bands. Do you think that hardcore punk is still relevant, and why? Well, look at it. It's, of course it's relevant. I mean, nothing's gotten really better in America, or the world has it. you got ISIS running around. The school systems are shit. Uh, America is in st- not steady, but rapid decline. We're witnessing a fucking uh, the quickening of uh, the death of society. So I don't think punk could be possibly any more relevant than it is now. I mean, this ain't like the 90s when things were prosperous or, uh, you know, the so-called trickle-down 80s when uh, the rich got richer and uh, people kidded themselves that Reagan was a great man. Uh, This is shit, and uh, people are more angrier and... uh, Deservedly so. So, of course, it's relevant. Awesome. It certainly is relevant in my life. I don't know about anyone else, but uh, fuck, I'm still doing it. Close to 50 years old, and I ain't going to stop anytime soon. Fucking right. Awesome. State your name for the podcast, sir. My name is Donnie Mutt. And how are you enjoying the festival so far? 
Uh, I love This Is Hardcore. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I am actually one of the members of the staff, so I get to work bag check every year, so I get to talk to a lot of people, which talking to people at the fest is one of my favorite things. So I very much enjoy this fest. Well, I'm very much happy that you're talking to me. I'm very happy that you're happy that I'm talking to you. <laughs> All right. So uh, who are you pumped on? Are there any bands that you're stoked to see coming up today or that you've seen so far? So far, the highlights for me were Chokehold on Thursday. I never got to see them. The only time I had the opportunity to see them at the time when they were a band was when they played Stalag 13 with uh, Ten Yard Fight. But when I found the flyer at Rock and Roll Plus on South Street, it turns out that it was the week before. And as anyone knows from the 90s, that happened quite a few times. Yeah, that happened yeah, to yeah. me. That's what happened that burn show that Red Cheek set up at the Stalag, and no one knew about it, and like 20 people showed up. I had work that day, so I that couldn't go. I knew about it. One of the best times i ever seen burn in my life. I like the flyer. Crazy. It had Jamie Davis on it with lots of dreads. <laughs> True story. All right, so... Uh, um, Donnie's going to be gracious and answer two questions for us. First one, is punk rock hardcore still relevant today and why? I think that punk rock and hardcore is absolutely still relevant. Uh, just being at This Is Hardcore and seeing this many people coming out to Philadelphia to see their favorite bands, that speaks volumes. Because people can sit at home and be like, well, the tickets cost too much money. I only want to see three bands. There are people that are here just to see The Exploited, and they paid money just to see The Exploited. There are people that are here just to see one or two bands. And that takes a lot of dedication because in this economy, not a lot of people are very well off with money. Um, I also think that every band still has a pretty important message that someone will take to heart, whether it is Turnstile, who is one of my new favorite bands, which, if anyone knows me, would know that that's a that's a something most people never thought they would hear coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Your favorite new band. But Pressure to Succeed, phenomenal 7-inch. I recommend it to anybody. It gets me real pumped up at the gym. Um, but, yeah, bands still have a message, even if it gets misconstrued by events that happen a couple nights before the vest. <laughs> right, Speaking right, of right. chokehold. <laughs> um, but, yeah, everything is still relevant. The things awesome. that people got into in the 80s, the message isn't the same today, but the vibe is. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, a lot of people still have those same feelings, like a frustration with government, whether they sing about it or not. It is something still prevalent in current punk and hardcore. Awesome. Good answer. Good answer. All right. I try. The superhero question. So with perspectives changing in regards to things like gender binaries and racial archetypes, what kind of superhero do you think you'd like to see in the future? What kind of attributes to a superhero do you think you'd like to see in movies coming out? Like, do you think it's time to have something like a gay superhero have his own movie, like standalone movie? Or do you think that, um, so is it time for us to have a black Mad Max, an aboriginal Mad Max? What do you think about that? I believe that that is absolutely something that should happen. Not necessarily <clears throat> because of, like, I'm sure there is a demand for that because it's historically proven, which there's not that many many people of different races and genders in superhero comics. Is that uh, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I'm more of like a big fan of comic book themed movies, so I'm not really a big comic book guy, but I know my friends that are avid comic book fans. It's actually like comical how few people of different colors and races mm. races and colors, I'm assuming, are the same thing when I say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Races and genders is what I meant to say. In comics, that 
it's like there's so few that it's actually like comical in the sense that how are people overlooking this in 2015? Exactly. Um, not comical, so, but something so what kind people of things, talk about. What kind of things do you think you'd want to see other than uh, bigger racial diversity? What kind of things would would make you be like, holy shit, I got to see that movie? Um, it's a well, fucking Filipino superhero. That would be cool. One thing, <laughs> one thing that I with the, the translation between the movie and the comic that surprised me because it was one of the few comics I did read. Um, it wasn't wanted. It was the one where in the movie they the, they bend the bullet. Oh uh, yeah, the that, it was wanted. Oh, that was wanted. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that like the guy's father was like a sexual deviant in the sense that not because he was, it's just he explored so many avenues in his sexual preferences that like he got bored of just having intercourse with women, so he had intercourse with men because it's he just wanted to feel feel that, you know? Right. So, like, that was completely omitted from the movie, which was, like, wow, that's, like, a big part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess it wasn't a mainstream thing, so they're like, oh, we'll push that off to the side. And wasn't the girl black in the movie, and they put Angelina Jolie in that role? <laughs> I, that's probably true. Yeah, that I, I'm quite sure that's what happened also in that movie. I don't know. You can fact-check that one later. But, um, all right, awesome. But I thought that was an actual, like, really intriguing part of that story. Yeah. To just be, like, pushed off to the side. Right, 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 right. Awesome. What do you want to know, Liam? Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you hear? Oh, yeah. Liam is... always yells at me. <laughs> this makes this next part amazing. Okay. Do your best Liam O'Donnell impersonation. Liam O'Donnell. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you, Dottie. Thank you. <laughs> All right, say your name. Jake Heaton. How are you doing, Jake? Great. How are you? I'm well. How are you enjoying the festival? Oh, it's awesome, as always. You having a good time? Absolutely. Who have you seen that you've been pumped on? Who have you seen that you're uh, well, excited about? Harm's Way was definitely just a small prison riot. <laughs> and um, I would say I'm definitely excited for Exploited today. Awesome. For sure. All right, very good. Okay, so here's the question. You had a choice of three. I got a, a hardcore question, a superhero movie question, or a horror movie question. All right, well, I'll never be a superhero, and uh, hardcore, I'm probably a little rusty. I'm more into punk, so let's go horror. Horror, all right. Um, typically, a lot of people think that modern horror is bad. Why do you think that is, slash, do you think that's the case? Or do you think it's the same as the old horror movies that we've grown up on, and you're just... You're just more afraid of them when you're a kid, so that's why those seem like better movies. What no, do you- I, I think I don't think it's I don't think they're worse. I think it's just a different atmosphere, like uh, kind of like how hardcore is actually. Right. Like hardcore back then was more of a punk-rooted hardcore, and was everybody loved it because it was fast, quick. You know, yeah, it was yeah, brutal. Yeah. It was, you know, it was it was heavy. You didn't. It was the violence aspect that was in it. Where it comes to today, where it's like you know. There's a lot of people that are like hype bands, you know. Uh-huh. I'm not going to name any bands, obviously, but uh, you know, there's bands that are a little bit more popular than others and fill the place a little bit better, and because that's what everybody, everybody thinks is that's cool. What wants. Yeah, it's the same with horror movies. Like for me, I'm more into the old school horror movies. Um, you know, the original Frankenstein, the original Wolfman, the original, you know, all classic, all, all the black and white by by any means. But I also love you know the newer stuff coming out. Conjuring scared the piss out of me, and. Uh, but it's more the, today's more about wait how do I get it so I get the thing you didn't hit record so today it's more about uh, quick sounds mm-hmm. and keeping you in the dark so like before, jump cuts and yeah, yeah. that kind of thing where it's like you, you, you know you don't know what's about to happen you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where the grudge you know it just came out of nowhere you know yeah. what I mean 
But where it's where we had the old monster movies, it was like, all right, something's about to happen, but I don't really know what's about to. Oh shit, something happened. You know what I mean? So right, right. That's right. what that, it kept you more on the edge of your seat to me back then, but also keeps you more on the edge of your seat. Like, all right, something random might happen too, which is like in real life. Yeah, I can yeah, walk yeah. away from this interview right now, walk out in the street, and get hit yeah, by a by fucking car. bus. Yeah. yeah. You never sure. know. Right. So you think that's what the problem is with modern horror? That yeah. They, oh, yeah. They the don't problem with modern horror is they're trying to make it too realistic. And I watch a movie, I want to get sent to somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I watch a movie, not to relate to it, but I watch a movie to get the shit scared out of me. And that's all there is to it. If I want right, something to right, relate right. to me, I'm going to watch a hardcore movie, a movie about hardcore music, a guy cutting himself, and fucking <laughs> sad shit. That's my life. So, you know, that's it. So that's awesome. that. All right. Thanks, man. Absolutely. All right, say your name. Christian Lidas. Where are you from, Christian? Cherry Hill, New Jersey. All right. How are you enjoying the festival? It's great, as always. You having a good time? Yep, definitely. So who have you seen that you've been pumped on? Who are you excited about that's coming um, up? Definitely, I mean, last night, the Crow Mags, of course. Um, tonight, Negative Approach. Uh, the Exploited. Um, you know, all that stuff. All the older yeah, bands. All, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. All right, here's the question. You ready? Yep. Uh, it's generally accepted that modern horror is bad. Okay. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's definitely because, like, people look up to, like, the classics, you know, whether it be, you know, the 80s slashers such as Halloween, Friday the 13th, like, all that, you know, classic stuff that I feel like started that whole, that whole kind of genre of movie, whereas, like, modern slashers, I think, what's the new one coming out, uh... The one with the guy, the noose, the guy who has the... Uh, uh, gallows or the something? The gallows, like definitely. Yeah. Like, things like that, I think, aren't going to be as, you know, hype because I guess it's kind of been... People feel like it's been done before, so... I think that's probably definitely why. Just because everything's... Yeah. Has there been Yeah, they any, feel like it's been done before, but, you know... Have there been any new horror movies that you've liked? Um... The Conjuring definitely I thought was pretty cool. Uh, the, the last the, one you the, saw, it scary. Yeah, the prequel, uh, Annabelle kind of sucked, but... Yeah. The Conjuring was great, I thought, yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank Thanks, you. man. I appreciate it. All right. Say your name. Hey, how you doing? I'm Matt. Uh, I'm from the Hardcore Kids Corner podcast up the, up the, up the tables. Awesome. All right, you're from Philadelphia? I'm actually originally from Upper Darby. I moved to uh, Limerick, Pennsylvania, also known as Nuke City. Right. Um, <laughs> Nuke City. That's what I call it, Nuke City. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, how are you enjoying the festival? We're doing good, man. Uh, is there anyone that you've seen that you've been hyped on? Is there I, anyone that you're excited about? Bane was my favorite yesterday. Yeah. I'm looking forward to H2O. Like it's gonna be like my first time seeing H2O, and first I, time seeing H2O. I've I've been a fan since high school, and it's been like forever just waiting to see them, and I'm glad I'm finally getting to see them. Awesome, cool. All right, the hardcore question. Yes. Uh, do you think that hardcore music is still relevant? And why? Yes, I do. I do think hardcore music is still relevant because we have music that it, it evolves a little bit, and I think it changes a little bit. And like, uh-huh. we still have kids who are still getting into it every year. And yeah. uh, I think you know, it's still alive. And like, it, yeah, it's evolved, but that's great. I mean, that's definitely Fantastic. what you need. And I think the people who are here, I see a lot of great people who are just enjoying this day with everyone, and like. I think everyone's having a fun time, and like you know, everyone's taking care of each other. And uh, yeah. I think when it comes to hardcore music, I think you know, yeah, some styles change, but that's just the way it is sometimes. Right. And I, I love that about it, actually, man. I like I, the changing. I like changes. Yeah, change is good sometimes. Yeah. Awesome. All yeah. right. Thank you. I'm Grace Kim. And uh, how are you enjoying today's festival? Oh, I'm reveling in it. 
who who have you seen that you've been excited about that you were pumped on? Who are you excited to see? And um, that kind of stuff. Uh, I didn't spend the. F- when I come to this fest, it's it's a big compromise. Right. Time wise, spending time with friends that I don't see pretty much all year, uh-huh. and seeing new bands. And this year it was I maximized my time with spending time with people I don't see, and then going in and seeing the bands that I've seen ten thousand times. Right, right, yeah. right. Like the Cro-Mans. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, I Is like. Is there anyone that you're pumped on though? Negative approach. Negative approach. And then negative twice. approach later. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Here's the question. Okay. It's generally accepted that horror movies are bad. Why do you think that is? Current horror movies. Okay. I think that is the general consensus because with as much technology as we have right now in terms yeah. of special effects and also to just the availability for anyone to you can make a horror movie if you if you thought about it and wanted to with your iPhone. Right. That the room for badness is a lot smaller than it used to be. Uh-huh. Because before you had to be dedicated with money and with like money resources. And exactly. It, so. Things were harder to seek out. So if it was campy, uh-huh. then every then it was all right. Because it was bathed in the light of the 70s like film, you know, 70s and 80s film. But now because there's so much technology, there's no excuse to make a bad to make a bad one. Right, so, but so there's so many there's bad also ones. No, there's also much less space for campiness. Right. Campiness doesn't mean bad, uh-huh. but a lot of times bad movies can be labeled campiness and therefore they're kind of deemed good. Yeah, kind of accepted. Yeah. Right. So I, I think because it's so readily available to pretty much any schmo. <laughs> I see. Okay. You know, when all this money is put into it, I work in film, so sometimes. Which so, is why you should be an actual guest on the podcast oh, to hang you. out. But and we you know, can talk what, for two hours. You know, a uh, million dollars—that's a—that's an independent film. A right. million dollars is put into a film, or several million dollars, uh-huh. and it's bad. There's no fucking excuse because we have so much technology. I mean, there is. There yeah. is an excuse. Uh, well, not excuse. There are reasons. reasons there are bad writers excuses. still. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. But we don't sure. have the patina yeah. of yellowed film and bad sound. There's right. no excuse for that shit anymore. It's all affect. Oh, very I, did I answer? That was a great answer. I Good work, I, Grace. I digress. Sorry. No way. <laughs> All right. Say your name, Bruce Spark. How are you enjoying the festival, Bruce? Enjoying it very much, so. Good times. You having a good time? Who have you seen that you're stoked on? Who have you seen that you're pumped on? Who are you excited about seeing tonight? Uh, just saw Mindset. That was fun. Saw Give Up the Ghost. That was a lot of fun. Um, Chromags, always fun, and. Uh, Ready for some H2O go. H2O's tonight. Very good. All right, so the question. Is hardcore music still relevant, and why? Yes. Hardcore punk music is relevant, and always will be relevant. As long as there's someone... As long as there's a big guy, and there's always a little guy, punk rock uh, hardcore will always be relevant. Yeah. Um, As long as there's an asshole, uh, injustice, it'll always be relevant. You know, hardcore is a, it's a superhero of music. Right. The little guy. That's pretty awesome. All right, say your name. My name is Joe Goff. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Are you enjoying the festival? Yes. Who have you seen that you've been pumped on? 
who are you uh, ready to see that you're stoked about? Uh, who's been your favorite so far? Uh, Nails was awesome because they're always awesome. Uh, Killing Time was fucking so awesome. Yeah. Uh, Chromags were the best I've seen them since. Uh, yeah, they were like tight last night. 2000, huh? I guess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Turnstile is always awesome. Love that band. Awesome. Um, All right. Stoked well, to see the Exploited. The Exploited tonight. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen them before or no? No, no. I've been waiting to see the Exploited since I was a kid. I don't know. I don't know when the last time. I don't know if they've ever played. It was like more than like 20 years ago or yeah. something like that. John Paul thinks it was 1987. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. All right. So here's the hardcore question. All right. Is hardcore still relevant, and why? Is it still relevant and why? I mean, it's relevant to whoever is involved on whatever, you know, like, it's up to you to define what makes it relevant to you. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's all... For you, do you still find it to be relevant in your life? Oh, yeah. I mean, fucking, you know, no doubt hardcore bands and this music uh, saved my life when I was, like, a kid, like, 15 yeah. years old. I don't know, you know, if I hadn't gotten into this, I don't know where I'd be right now no idea I don't right. like to think about it and uh, I mean you know I'm old I'm gonna be 40 but like I don't connect to like a lot of the newer bands but there's still there's always something there you know what I mean you something gotta, new that you always find yeah and, and it's up to you to like search things out you know what right. I mean like yeah. find things that are into you like you know yeah, I think it's relevant. It's still important. As a musician, as a person that still plays in bands, is it the kind of thing that you think about when you write music? Do you think about like um, lyrically addressing things that that you find to be societal ills, stuff like that, or do you think it's just like this is what we do, this is the language that we speak, so I'm just going to speak? I mean, it's a little of each. Like in the last couple of years, I don't I don't sing in a band anymore, so I'm uh, not. You're not, not writing main, lyrics. I, I mean, I've written uh, songs for some of the bands, you know, written lyrics for some of the bands and stuff, but I don't, uh, you know, that's not my main driving thing, but it's, it's definitely part of it. But mostly it's just like, you know, just recapturing like what makes you stoked about the first time you hear you know, right. Judge or Seven Seconds or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You write something and something comes out and you're like, oh shit, like, this, this, is, <laughs> this awesome. is good. I wrote this. You know, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, thank you, dude. All right, we're here with Aaron. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm great. I'm doing uh, great. So, uh, what cool, what happened this weekend? That was cool. What, what bands were you excited to see? Uh, what bands are you so excited to see for the rest of the night? I think, um, the most exciting uh, moments of the weekend so far have to be the last rock bottom and the last agitator set. Awesome. That, uh, that rock bottom set was pretty fun. Incredible. Was pretty cool. um, okay, so the question just is, uh, is like hardcore started out um, as an offshoot of punk rock? Yeah. Has very strong roots in the protests, like protest songs. Um, but recently there's been a lot of like, you know, artists that are bringing more personal issues into hardcore. Do you think hardcore still has the potential to be a form of protest music? Um, yeah, honestly, I think I think it has potential to be a lot of things. It's just what people are going to make it, you know? I mean, like, nowadays, people bring a lot of other things into hardcore. Like you said, personal issues and yeah. stuff like that. But I feel as though most of the people doing those things is solely doing it because it's the thing to do right now. Okay. Whereas in maybe, like, a year, another two years... The newer generation won't give half a shit is what we give a fuck about, you know? It's like, I feel like it'll go full circle where 
we won't be as like a, I guess sensitive about certain things like it's definitely good that people are becoming more aware yeah. but I feel as though at some point like the the idea of like going on a winch hut for like every little thing I feel like that'll die off you okay. know where people will see things for what they are and say like oh, hey this really sucks like it genuinely sucks versus hey that was kind of questionable what I'm going to run with it you know Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think that it's? Uh, do you think that there's an element of? Uh, do you think there's an element of like, preachiness that's kind of counterproductive to it? Big time. Okay. Big time. Fair enough. All right. Well, that was. That's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. No problem. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jackson Green. How are you doing, man? I'm doing really well, man. How about you? Uh, hanging in there. How was your? Uh, how's your weekend? What was some highlights of uh, your This Is Hardball weekend? Um, definitely the geeks killed it. I was sick. Um, blistered. Sand were fucking amazing. Mindset. Um, Chromags. I also like did a little handshaking, uh, baby kissing, handing out some demos and stuff. T-shirts. Demos for what? I'm in a band called Eyes in the Night. I play bass and do artwork and just kind of grind and social media, whatever, whatever I need to do, I do for the band. Excellent. Excellent. You know. All right. Um. So the question is. There seems to be this popular perception that modern horror movies aren't as aren't as good as the classic ones, and that there's a, a lack of good horror movies nowadays. Do you agree with that? And if you do, what is the problem with modern horror movies? I think that's a tricky question because I mean, nostalgia paints a very pretty picture. Uh, certainly, like there was an era of the big blockbuster movie, and especially horror movies had their day. Okay. And um, to a certain extent, people are uh, people are kind of stuck on that because. At a certain point, what what is horrifying, what is shocking, once we as like a culture have become desensitized to the things that came before. And so to a large extent, I do think a lot of modern horror movies are very much like, here's some special effects, here's a, here's enough fake blood to drown a whale, and, um, you know, eat it up. But uh, I do think there are horror movies out there which are still very scary, which still have a mastery of suspense. Yeah, I was going to ask you. And, uh, like, I mean, like... To a large extent, like, because of, like, the nature of our society, we tend to push things to extremes. So, like, there was that era of, like, the torture porn horror movie where, like, Eli Roth, uh, the guys who did Saw, you know, that was... I mean, the first Saw movie, I'm going to say, wasn't exactly torture porn, but the later ones definitely got that's, there. That's what they relied upon was... Yeah. yeah. was, like, here's someone in a very uncomfortable situation being hurt, be scared of this. But it was, if you take it, like, if you look at the context, it's not really scary in the traditional sense. It's horrifying, but it's not scary. That being said, I think we're seeing like a sort of a new generation of horror movies with like uh, films like Insidious. Yes, yes. To a large extent. Like Insidious, like great use of like suspense. Like there are generally moments where something pops out at you, you shit your pants a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And I mean I think horror at this point is a genre that just goes beyond the bounds of of film even like a uh, the playable trailer for uh, the Silent Hills game, which was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, so I had uh, the guy from The Walking Dead in it, and uh, I'll, anyone who played that trailer guaranteed was shitting their pants because they used those classic dynamics of like suspense, build up, and they and they really did a good j- job of like generating that atmosphere of fear. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. And I think uh, people are starting to get back to that because people are getting bored of like here's a lot of fake blood in somebody's guts, you know? People genuinely want to be scared, and so people are like, well, they're not going to be scared by what's inside of them. They're carrying it around all the time. Let's actually get back to some, like, real directing, real movie making. Let's make something that's genuinely going to have people jumping, you know? Say your name. 
Fuck you. You know what my name is. You say it. As you're say, the only person who got cut out of last you, year's episode. Say my name. See? This is why we can't you have nice things. This say. is why we can't have nice say. things. Because you don't want to play say. nice. That's it. Say. You're done. You're say. out of here. Out of the chair. Brian Yen, how you doing? What's going on, buddy? You look nice today. <laughs> it's nice to see you today. Right, how are you man. enjoying the festival? Dude, I can't even wait to get another fucking smoothie. Yeah? What kind of smoothie are you going for? I went for the tropical fruit last time, but I think I'm going to go for the tropical fruit this time. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Here's my question. Loaded full of rum. Here's my question for you. Uh, is hardcore music still relevant and why? Yes, because Scarhead's still playing. What kind of stupid question is that? <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. My name is John Wren. John, how are you enjoying the festival? I am doing swell because I haven't been here all weekend and I am amped to go. All right. Who are you uh, stoked on? Who have you seen that you've been pumped on? I saw, I saw Snapcase. They were terrible. Yeah. I was super hyped for them. And uh, today's all out war, and that's all that really matters. All right. Very good. <laughs> okay, the horror movie question. Shoot. Uh, it's generally accepted that modern horror movies are bad. Why do you think that is? I'm going to say lack of ideas, but that's a, um, like, a, across the board. I think people want to so go you think back. All movies across the board. No, nah, I mean there's there's movies that make it, there's movies that are good, but I think in a, in a general sense uh, they're not as good as like I'm an '80s fan. Like right. I think the comedies in the '80s were funnier. I think the horror movies in the '80s were better because they had to be innovative. Now everything is uh, part of the blame is technology. Everyone gets lazy. They make yeah. they rely too much on the technology than writing a good story. All right. Okay. What do you think is like? What is the last horror movie that you saw that you liked that it, you enjoyed? It, I think it follows the best movie oh, in like the last like ten awesome. years. Yeah. Did you see the guest? I did not, but everyone That's keeps talking about it. So too. the guest will be. It's, it's up there. It's a priority. Yeah. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you. All right, Brian Yan's gonna drop some Nord knowledge on us. Yeah, you simple motherfuckers look like you need some more fucking wisdom. So I'll come back to fucking so give you some of it. Drop some on us. No, 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 no. You have questions, my son. I understand that. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, why do you think it's generally accepted that modern horror movies are bad? Why do you think that is? Do you agree with that or do you disagree and why? Because motherfuckers are stupid. I don't understand the point of horror movies. Why the fuck would you pay someone fucking $14 to make you fucking scared? It's a good rush. Why would you feel it? Fuck a rush. Yo, you want to fucking have a rush? Go out and do something. That's what I live life, motherfucker. That is living life. I want to feel all the motherfucker. What kind of stupid shit is that? Why would you want to be scared? man. I like the feeling of the rush being scared. Fuck being scared, man. You know what? That sounds Seriously, like a deeper some fucking, issue. Like, little ass girl comes out with that fucking crazy Japanese hair come out of nowhere. You know what happens? Knock the fuck out. I don't want to hit a child. Bad. Uh, can you say your name? Uh, my name? Yishibashi uh, Kenjiro. How are you having fun this weekend? Are you enjoying yourself? Uh, what? Are you having fun? Uh, yes, I have fun. Who did you see that you liked? What bands did you like this weekend? I can choose one band. Uh, every band is very cool. Awesome. Um, so how is this different from uh, from Japan? How is um, yeah um, many tattoo guys uh, and <laughs> uh, very open, open mind. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, thank you. Okay. All right, say your name. Uh, Evan Miller. Where are you from, Evan? Tampa, Florida. Tampa, welcome to Philadelphia. How are you enjoying the festival? It's fun. Yeah, who have like, you seen that you've been pumped on? Who's coming uh, that you're excited about? I saw Chokehold twice, so. Right, you went to the after show. better than that for me. 
That's awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, the question. Is hardcore still relevant, and why? Yeah, I think it's extremely relevant. Um, I mean, as, like, cheesy as this answer could be, like, if it wasn't for, like, playing hardcore and stuff like that, I and would it be where I am now? I think it's made me a, a pretty decent person. Okay. And I feel like that applies to, like, everybody involved in it. And so as long as, like, that's still happening, it will always be relevant. <laughs> I like these. Those, Those are, are good. They, they, they look cool. good on you, too. Yeah. All right, say your name. I'm Colin Patrick McGinnis from CPM. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Your friend, CPM. I am your friend. How you doing, Con? I'm good, Josh. I love How are you, you, man. I love you're you. You're one of my favorite people in the world. No, you're my favorite. It's my dude you're right my favorite here. Person. How are you enjoying the festival? It's fantastic. We had a good time at Black Anvil last night. Yes. That band's best so band, fucking good. Best band in all of God damn it. the shows right? this dude, evening. So awesome. Who I are you uh, pumped on so far? Who've seen that you've been stoked on? Anyone that you like? Uh, I, I just like to watch Mackie play drums. I Yo, would watch Mackie, Mackie play drums that shit last night for right? hours and hours and hours. I don't yeah. ever have to leave that situation in my life ever again. Shit is awesome. We already got scammed us to talk on this episode today, just so you know. Did he catcall anybody? I love that catcalling <laughs> video. So here's a question. Yeah. Um, hardcore music. Is it still relevant and why? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because it is something that I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk right. about it. I sound like such an idiot. Horror I don't movies. About. I don't watch horror movies. Okay. Right, let's talk about one movie. I have one movie we one can talk about. The there's one, there's two movies we can talk about. One is a science fiction film based in reality uh-huh. called Spaceballs. Spaceballs, one of the greatest movies of all time. Or we could discuss uh, Trading a, Places. A factional. No, I won't. I can't. I can't touch that one. That one's perfection. I can't right, speak right, about right, that. Right. Okay. That movie's ultimately the best movie ever made. But we can speak. These are the two I can speak about. Okay. We can speak about. Spaceballs as the scientific geniuses that they made that movie, right? Or okay. we can discuss a very um, factual portrayal of feudal England, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Robin Hood Men in Tights. So which is the better comedy? They are they are Whoa. They are equal in in scope. They're <laughs> equal in laughter. <laughs> what is your favorite scene of Men in Tights? I think the dick when he's singing to the girl behind the screen and his sword goes up and it's like his boner, that I, might be the funniest scene in that whole movie for me. My favorite is um, when they yell, Hey, Blinken. And he goes, Hey, Blinken. No, I said, Hey, Blinken. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and I'm out. Say your name? Jeremy Bubba Braddock. Bubba, awesome. Yeah, How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. What's going are on, you, Are you guys from here? Are you from Philadelphia? No, nah, Connecticut. Connecticut. We make the road trip. It's our third year here. Awesome. Well, welcome cupcake again. trucks. Welcome to Philadelphia. I played it many times with my band as well. So. Uh, what band were you in? Uh, 100 Demons. No shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how are you enjoying the festival so far? Oh, I love this fest. This is great. I see, you know, a lot of people... Every uh, year that I don't see, you know, I see them once a year. A lot of yeah. friends from all over. I love this fest. Awesome. Love who bringing you, my who truck. Have you seen that you're like pumped on? Uh, or have you managed to get away from All the... Out War? Of course. You're I doing a, the cupcake truck too. Just yeah, yeah. I got my and... cupcake truck here. It's my third year here, Vendon. Awesome. We do awesome. amazing. We love this fest. We love um, 
trying to find clever names for the cupcakes yeah. to kind of go along with what's the your, bands. What's and, your favorite one this year? This year, it's got to be All Out uh, Watermelon. <laughs> That's so one good. of my favorites. That's amazing. Yeah, I, you know, I'm psyched to see All Out War. I haven't seen them guys. They're old friends of mine, yeah. and I haven't seen them play in probably 10 years or so. Right. Yeah, awesome. you know, Crow Mags was, I was, you know, yes, I was psyched for that, and, yeah. uh, you know, Bane and... and so many, I'm, so many bands play this festival. So many great ones. So, awesome. yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. stoked to be here. It's pretty rad. Cool. Oh, yeah. All right. So the horror question. I'm gonna ask go you for it. Uh, it's generally accepted that modern horror movies are bad. Why do you think? Do you agree with that? And why? Modern horror movie. You know, I, I haven't been watching too many modern horror movies, but uh-huh. you know, the last one I think I caught, I, I believe it was that one. Uh, what was it? Uh, where the lady gets possessed by a, like a, by a, a spirit in a house. The Conjuring. Oh, the Conjuring. All yeah. right. Did you think that was scary? I mean, a couple parts had me a little freaked out. Like, you know, it was scary, but you're right. I, I guess, you know, I'm not up on my horror movies lately. Right. But, you, you know, are you a horror movie fan Yeah, in totally, yeah. What movies do you like? You know, I like the... the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I had Kane Hodder in my bakery as a guest. What? You know, um, awesome. choking people and signing things, and ah. yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I like the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Obviously, I, I like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I love yeah. anything that Stephen King does. Really? You know, yeah, I really, awesome. you know, yeah. So, so, and a fan of some old horror movies too. So, why do you think those are better? The the older ones? Yeah. You know, I don't have a preference. I think you know if you movies are good movies there's good mo- new movies good bad you know right right right, right i right. think it's all in the the writer and, and you know and i'm not the best critic on horror movies but i don't have a i can't say that the new ones are bad because i haven't really right. been up on them so okay you know honestly you know if you're out there doing your thing you're making movies then hey hey god dude bless. god bless you and and, and good luck awesome yeah. all right thank you no doubt all right, say your name. My name's Aaron Razor. Razor. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. Man. How are you enjoying the festival? I'm having a lot of fun. I really enjoy this whole weekend. I think everyone does a really good job. We saw a video of you fighting a knight. No, uh, yeah, I'm kind and of... And moshing at the same time. Yeah, no, I'm kind of... It was genius. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that it's not genius, because it's fucking genius. No, I'm... I'm, uh... No, it was really cool. I ended up <laughs> fighting a knight. I know what to do. And Rock Bottom was playing. I was like, oh, I kind of want to mosh. So I was moshing while fighting with a sword. So that's kind of a new thing for me. I've never done that before. So I was really happy that I got to do that. That's awesome, dude. Well done. What are uh, the highlights of the weekend so far for you? Who are you excited to see? Well, I mean, I saw Chokehold twice. Right. So that band meant a lot to me. Um, they're really a political band. And I was, like, still into politics. And that kind of, like, meant a lot to me. And hardcore and politics kind of go hand-in-hand in my mind. Uh-huh. So, you know, being vegan straight edge, them being a vegan straight edge band, awesome. Right, right, right. Very good. Um, okay, so the superhero question. Right. So, with changing perceptions on things like gender binary and racial archetypes, what do you think you'd like to see in the next iteration of a superhero? What do you think would be the best superhero and their attributes for, like, a new modern time? Even though I picked this, I'm not a big superhero per- like fan, but I think it'd be really cool to see, like... A black Batman, because okay. like, I haven't seen that, and I don't know why all the Batmans are like white or uh-huh. even an Asian Batman. I don't know why always like the same 
racial color or whatever. Um, it doesn't make sense to me because I was like, okay, it's the same character in my mind, but it's always a white guy. Right, right, right. Um, See, that's the issue that, like, when you have, like, Superman, right? That right. came out in, like, the, what, the 50s? Right. And he's, like, you know, blue-eyed white guy or whatever, and he spoke to the people at the time. What do you think you'd like to see, other than multiracial, are there any other, like, characteristics you'd like to see? Like, are we ready for a black Batman, do you think? Do you think that... I hope so. I mean, I don't... I don't think that the world isn't ready for that. I think, like, the world is ready for that. Um, you know, and I think there could be, like, a female Batgirl or Batwoman. Right, right, right. Um, you know, and that, and um, I think it'd be cool to see, like, a 10-foot superhero. I don't think they have that. Right. I wasn't, like, ridiculous. Um, but, you know, I... It's superheroes tend to be very male, white dominated, and it doesn't have to be like there's not a lot of female positive superheroes or superheroes that are not white. I mean, when they're not white, they tend to be green. So yeah, green Hulk. <laughs> not, I mean, you guys, I don't know much, but like the so little I know, I'm like, oh, there's very like specific superheroes, and that's what they are. Yeah, Tom McCaffrey. How you doing today, Tommy? Doing great. You're enjoying yourself? Have you been to all three days, or all four days of the fest? Or is no, this... just today. Just today. Who are you excited about? Today, uh, we'll see Slapshot, we'll see uh, Negative Approach. Oh, yeah. And, of course, H2O. And exploit it. If I, if I, I, hopefully, I can hang around. i got work tomorrow, but we'll see. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, the horror question. Um, it's generally accepted that modern horror movies are bad. Do you agree with that, and why? Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> Why are they bad? They're not as glory anymore. Yeah. And they're too politically correct, and there's not enough uh, nudity either. Not enough nudity <laughs> too <laughs> Awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah. My name is Rambo. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> and apparently living in the woods. There you go. Sounds good. How are you enjoying the festival so far? Oh, it's been fantastic. Is there anyone that you've seen that you're stoked on? Anyone that you're uh, excited to see? Uh, what are the highlights? Highlights? Biggest highlights got to be Bane. Yeah? Yeah. I actually, I actually shed a tear. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Emotional reaction. Yeah, it's been one of my favorite bands for a long time. So, you know, of course, yes. being their last appearance here definitely hits you. Hits you in the feels, you know? Right. I hear you. One of my favorite uh, incidences of the whole weekend is seeing you mosh for Snapcase. Ah, yes. I'm tired of being yes. the only big Asian guy thrown down in the pit. And I, it, it made me, it brought a tear to my eye. Oh, you know what it was? I haven't seen him since Birch Hill, uh, which was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember Birch Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, I, I was upstairs in the balcony watching for a little bit, and I saw that they were playing Caboose. Yeah. And I was like, it. you know, I have to go down there and strip my stuff. Because someone drew first blood and then it was. You look like a goddamn peacock, man. I was so stoked. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. So I, and I want and I want a little old school style because I don't do those do that shit anymore and Dude, you look good doing it. Can I say I appreciate that? It. Thank right. you. There you go. Okay, the horror question. So horror. Do you think that modern horror movie it's generally accepted that modern horror movies are bad. Do you agree or disagree with this and why? Um, I'm going to tend to agree with that. Why I, do you say so? I think, uh, you know, our gener this generation's been, uh, you know, desensitized to a lot of, you know, horrific, uh, you know, 
you know, horrific uh, things in media today. And so, you know, growing up with that, like, when I was a kid, I didn't see that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. I think the most major thing was, like, what, like, Kosovo and maybe, like, the end of the first Gulf War? Yeah. But you didn't, you never saw depictions of the things like that on television. So, like, when I grew up, you know, I was scared shitless watching, uh, you know, Friday the 13th, Friday 13th yeah. and, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, which was probably the scariest shit I can remember because... Yeah. I hated sleeping in the dark <laughs> because of that movie. But, yeah, nowadays I think the movies are just, they're more shock value than anything. They're not trying not to scare you. They're not trying to be like, you know, to try to shake you or anything. They're just like, hey, we're going to surprise you. Boom. And then that's it. And you're like, oh, okay. Right, right, you know? right. And so, like, yeah, you know, and, and they're just recycling things nowadays. You a know? lot of remakes and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need to see a remake of... Nightmare on Elm Street. It was yeah. amazing yeah, the first right. time around. Why would you need to do that for a second time? And same thing with Friday Thirteenth. Like, yeah. what was the point? Right. And right. they're like, oh, you know, we mashed up two or three movies together. Yeah. All right. Well, you sound like an asshole. <laughs> like, you guys are fucking stupid. You guys don't know what you're doing anymore, and now you just want to, you know, take something that's already been perfected and you know ruin it. Yeah. Essentially, you know, and it's so a bummer, I, man. yeah, it sucks, man. <laughs> and then there, you know, have there been any new horror movies that you've seen that you've liked that's like you? I don't think anything I've liked recently. Um, Did you see It Follows or The Guest? You know, oh, you know, It Follows, I might give a you know, a nod to. I think for that though, it was more or less the um, the music, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's what really eluded tell a lot of things you know that mess you psychologically yeah yeah yeah. And I yeah. think that's what you don't consider that a horror movie uh, well <laughs> I don't I'm not scared oh I see you know I yeah. like for me when it came to horror movies I want to be scared right I want to be essentially frightened out of my pants right yeah you know? yeah, yeah 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 so like to me that was just more like a, a suspense and I know, like, I might cop, you know, some shit for it, but, I mean, I think everyone has their own definition and of a horror movie and suspense or thrillers, yeah. you know. And so that's that was more, to me, not a horror film because, uh-huh. um, you know, I'm a little old school. You know, right. I still watch Halloween and, Perfect you know, movie. all those older movies. Yeah. So, like, I, you know... Once, when someone asked me, like, I think there's this movie called Vat- The Vatican. I haven't seen uh, it. I don't think it came out yet, but it's about, you know, exorcism and stuff like that. Right. Which, you know, I might check it out. Preview looks all right, but who knows? Right. Today's today's cinema is just garbage. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank uh, you. Thank you, man. Hi, my name is Keith from The Geeks. Nice. How are you doing? Very good. Where are you from? I'm from South Korea. South Korea. How yeah. are you enjoying Philadelphia? Uh, it's awesome. It's been yeah, awesome. Yeah, what have you been doing since you've been here? Uh, we played a show on Friday. And it, was, it was so rad. And we played an after show on Friday nice. after our show at This Is Hardcore. It was awesome, too. And I've been, I've been, in, I've been, I've been enjoying life here. Yeah, nice. Who uh, have you seen during the festival that you've been pumped on? Who are you excited about? Like, what are the highlights? Uh, the biggest highlight was definitely... Bane, of course, yeah. and then, and also like I'm friends with like Pat, Pat Havard and also Wally from uh, well from Rotting Out, so it's really cool to see them sing some songs with Bane. So it's right. pretty cool, and the mindset was great too. 
awesome. American Nightmare was my 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 hero in my twenties. So it's right. So the first time seeing them. Oh wow! How'd you like it? Did you? Awesome. I cried. Oh wow! I cried. All right. Awesome. Very good. Okay. So the superhero question. Yeah. Um, with changing perspectives on things like gender binary, racial archetypes, what would you like to see? Attributes like what kind of things would you like to see in a superhero moving forward, like that would be relevant to us today? Right, I think with diversity growing globally yeah. and mm -hmm. like right, especially with social media connecting all the worlds together, I think it's, it's time for an Asian superhero. I agree, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, become a thing. <laughs> I don't care which country, it's just so, Asian. So, what would you like to see? Would you like to see like I mean, you know, we got, again, I said we had Superman, right? And he was like yeah. this white guy with blue eyes and like right. shot lasers and stuff. What would you want to see in an I'm, Asian superhero? I want to see like Asian version of Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Like, like right. here's, billionaire, here's you know, Asian billionaire, but you, yeah. This is my issue, right? You see Asian characters in movies like Blade. Right. And they always have like, ah, this is the Asian vampire hunter. He's got the fucking Chinese character on him. True. Nobody else, like the Irish guy doesn't have like a shamrock. True. Or like, you know, there's no Egyptian Great. dude walking around with like a fucking pyramid yeah. or anything. Or, like, what would you want to see in an Asian superhero? All right, like, I, I want to see uh, gender, like, all right, gender, not, I, I, no, I shouldn't say gender neutral. Uh, I want to see an Asian character that speaks more than like four or five different Asian languages. Ah. Like, he has to be like super genius. Okay, super genius. It's a good yeah, power. Yeah. What else? Would they be able to fly? Would you want a flying Asian character, or would you? No, want, I think like... it'll be too cliche. Okay. Because the Asian right. is known for like all this kind of shit already, <laughs> like ninja power and stuff like that. So we need like so, a human superhero. What if we had like, like an Asian superhero that was like a good boxer? Like not karate, like fucking just straight up pugilist. Can we work. get behind that? Is they that work. Thing? Like I'm human. I need we need human story around Asian characters, and not yeah. like ninja, like you know, like where you can use yeah. superpowers and we don't need that. No, we start with now. somewhere. I think we have to build a foundation around like very realistic human super Asian superheroes. Right. Okay. So that's my cue on it. I love it. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cool.